Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Hardly Knowledgeable Podcast. Uh, this is a number uh, before episode, the number whatever. I don't know which one. Um, but stats and info, they'll get back with me on that. Our, I'm sure our number team will get to me on what number this podcast is. But uh, we're here. You know, we survived. Fake Patty's Day. It happened. Um, one of us left early like a bozo. Um, the other one stayed too long, like a bozo. Uh, and then, uh, we, we survived. We're here. We made it. Um, so Drew, you want to give us your rundown of how fake Patty's day went? Uh, it was pretty good. I, uh, you know, I saw another member of this podcast, uh, you know, get pretty, uh, out of his element. And then I, uh, went to a basketball game. And, you know, the other person did not, but it was a fun time. There were a lot of people at the place we were at, saw some people that I hadn't seen in a while. So that was, it was a fun time. You know, some, mm-hmm. uh, some are still recovering, but I'm, I'm doing good, you know, so it's fun, fun day. And then it snowed the day after. So good thing. It, did. After, it snowed a lot. It was three inches, good three thing. inches of snow. Yeah. It's more, more than you think. It's and, really, uh, it's, it's a lot. Thought we'd cancel school for those three inches. Oh, they didn't? No, they didn't. No, school was canceled. But, you know, we figured we, – we were hoping three inches could get it done. But today it didn't. It didn't get it done. It's unfortunate. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, good thing – or maybe it's a missed opportunity that it didn't happen. Because imagine, like, everybody's out there in, like, shorts and stuff, and then, boom, it starts snowing. That'd be fantastic. And everyone's, you know, probably warmed up. I would have. <laughs> yeah yeah you would have for up. sure yep you so. know i had i had a nice you know i had a nice bottle it was a glass bottle i i, I don't really want to disclose what was in it um but i was partaking in drinking this glass out of this glass bottle and it comes with a lid right drew yep. well that lid was lost like i do not know i, I like my dad used to pull a trick where he'd throw the lid I didn't do that. I just lost the lid. And so I was carrying an open glass bottle for half the day. Just and it was about half gone before somebody, Jacob, who we don't know, dropped the bottle. Um so uh so K State, they played uh, Oklahoma. How'd that go? How'd that go? Uh K State lost. Uh there was a lot more people at the game than I thought would be. Like, I texted a buddy asking if he was going. He said he was, and he saved me a spot. So I go, and he said, there's, like, no one here. But that was, like, 45 minutes of 40 game. I got there, like, 10 minutes of 40 game. And it was pretty it's pretty packed. The student section was pretty packed. There were quite a bit of regular fans there, too. Like, not as much as Iowa State game, but probably, like, slightly below how many are at the Marquette game, I guess. It's, so It said that it was half full, so about 6,000. Is what ESPN told us. So, um, uh, seemed like it was more than usual, like more than the other conference games that weren't. Yeah, Iowa State and KU. I don't know if that's just because it was the last game, or if it's because you know Saturday afternoon might be easier to travel into than a Tuesday or something. Especially on a really nice day like that, uh, I'm surprised. You know, you said the student crowd was pretty good. That's normally I didn't expect many students to go. I didn't notice a considerable drop off at the areas we were at um, when the game started. Of course. You know, I, 
I felt slighted by you a little bit uh, because I was sitting there and I was talking it up, having a good time. And then I'm like, where's Drew? Well, where did Drew go? And they said, Drew went to the basketball game. You were there and then you weren't. I don't know what happened. Well, you were talking and I had to walk uphill to my apartment, which just killed my legs. You know, just standing in the heat. And so then I was, you know, booking it back. And I told, I think I told one person that was going and that was it. But I don't know. Yep, I, I felt betrayed. Uh, I feel like you were. I feel like you were fine. I I I mean I recovered from my betrayal, but uh, looking back now, you know it kind of hurts a little bit. Listen, it was a college <laughs> basketball game that I had a ticket to in March, in the month mm-hmm. of March. Had to go. Uh, I don't know if you had to go to that one. That's uh, hey, it was know, a, it's, it was a good game. Kinda. You know, I hear a four-minute scoring drought kind of screwed the Cats over in classic Bruce Weber fashion. I do have one question for you. Is that the last game that Bruce Weber will coach in Bramlage Coliseum? Uh, unless there's some Marigold NIT home game, then yeah. I I don't even think – I don't think they're going to make – why even accept a bid to play in the NIT? I don't, except for letting the kids play more. Um, so, the way into – the NIT, there's only one way, is you have to have a 500 record to be at the NIT, I think. So the only way in would be if you made it to the Big 12 championship game and then lost, you'd have a 500 record. You'd be oh 17 and 17. Because then if you win the Big 12 championship You're game, in the dance. Yeah, you're in the dance. You're dancing. Four games in four days. That's, um, you know, not ideal. But The other team in Kansas, they played, they won, nobody cares. Okay. Uh, what is nice though, that, did that game go into overtime? Oh yeah. And it ruined coach K's farewell. Okay. uh, So uh, a little bit less than the Tar Heels did, but it still ruined it a little bit. So why did ESPN, like, I know they were having a ceremony and the game wasn't going to start. It's like the KU game started at three o'clock. That game then starts like five twenty. but like, why did they not just make that like a, at six, like, you know, you've been marketing this thing for the whole season. Yeah. And, and KU and Texas screwed it up. And it's like, okay, but you – KU and Texas, I feel like all year that's like a pretty good game. Like both teams have been ranked all year. Like shouldn't you yeah. think like, hey, this game might be good. Maybe we make Duke-Carolina like a standalone game. I don't know. And then that was hilarious that they lost. and They lost by double yeah. digits. Like, <laughs> Well, and did you see like his – first of all, I have you listened to Pardon My Take – not the lot today. No, I haven't. Um, they talked about this big cat. He's not a big. He's not a very big. Uh, um, oh yeah, Coach K fan. So oh, yeah. he. I follow he him on his, Twitter easily. Yeah, he took his time to razz on Coach K, saying, you know, Roy Williams did a good job retiring. They said Bob Knight just rode off into the sun sunshine. No farewell tour. Um, of course, Bob Knight was under different circumstances. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but you know. Um, Coach K, he did this whole thing. There were tons of NBA players in the crowd. Adam Silver was there. I mean, there were celebrities and uh, Coach K, you know, basically, it's not about me. It's about the team. And I'm tired of people making it about me. Really? Then why would you announce retirement and then have a farewell tour, uh, Mike? Um, But then you got to imagine the pressure that the 18 to 22 year old kids are under uh, to play in front of all these in all, all this NBA talent um, celebrities. 
people from all corners of America watching them. You know, it's it's Duke had to win that game, and they were an eleven point favorite. And then it's almost like there's no way Duke can lose, but you know, they lost. And then their coach, of course, said uh, what well, he said afterwards. It wasn't their best performance, and he apologized. And did he say it was inexcusable? Is that what he said? Unacceptable, maybe. Unacceptable, inexcusable, something like that. Uh, so. Imagine being that 15 to 22 year old kid uh, or not 15, 18 to 22 year old kid who plays college basketball uh, losing on a game where they couldn't lose. And then their coach stands in front of everybody in the world and says that is uh, I would not feel good if I were one of those 15 to 22 year old kids. Yeah. I mean, you know, I thought what was going to happen, like they came out flat and North Carolina played well. I thought what was going to happen was, like, North Carolina would be winning at the beginning, Duke would come back, and then they'd pull away. Just, I thought that's how it would go. But then, like, North Carolina kind of took Duke's punch and then just came right back. And, you know, four of their starters had 20 points. And, you know, our guy, Brady Manick, I guess, I guess he's our guy. He had a really good game. He's not your guy. He's not your guy. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, he's he's good, though. He, He had a good game. Guess it doesn't matter. Guess it doesn't matter if you can't defend if you score ninety points. Yeah, I mean Carolina. Hey, that's what basketball switching into, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Carolina all year has been a team that like has a lot of talent but hasn't played particularly well. But that was like they're in the tournament now. Like they're not like. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. Well, and they're ranked. Did okay. You see them, that? them being ranked is is dumb, but. But, like, what's their win-loss, though? I mean, they've got a good record. Do you know how many I, – I, I hate... know they're 2-7 and seven against quad one, Yeah, but they've got a good record. Yeah, you because know, – They win games. You can't blame them for winning games that they've been assigned. All I'll say is the ACC isn't great. I know, but they can't control that. All they've controlled is winning their games. I just think compared to other teams in the top 25, like, you have two wins that are significant. And then I think you have, like, a couple quad four losses. Like, you lost a pit at home who sucks, and I don't know. I just don't – like, they're a tournament team. I just just think they're a, a top 25 team seems a little – they're probably top 25 in terms of talent, but they haven't played that way all year. I think their yeah. second best win is Michigan. So, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. So, who knows? Good – Good win for them. Yeah, very good win, especially embarrassing Duke on a national stage like that. Uh, can't can't beat it. So, no. all right, moving on. We're here to talk about the Big Twelve tournament. As you may know, it starts this Thursday uh, with Westford Wednesday starts this Wednesday. Wednesday. Apologies, I'm not a basketball guru like somebody else in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> um Starts with West Virginia and Kansas State playing in the 8-9 game. The winner of that will take on the University of Kansas, the one seed. Uh, Drew, what are you thinking with that West Virginia-Kansas State game? Seems like a toss-up to me. Yeah, so West Virginia finished last in the Big 12. I think they only won like four games. Um, They did just beat TCU on Saturday, so that was a good win for them. After TCU beat Kansas and then almost beat Kansas again. Um, 
I don't know if maybe TCU was flat because it was their third game in five days. I don't know if that had an impact, but they're coming off that win. K-State's lost five in a row. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, I – based on how they've been playing, I'd say West Virginia's been playing a little better, but I think K-State's the better team, and I think K-State probably has a little bit more to play for, I guess. So, I think K-State will win, but I wouldn't, like, bet on it. You know, I, I don't know. K-State's been unable, unable to close out games. Um this in this five game stretch, you know, I mean, they went to Texas Tech and they went to Kansas, so we didn't expect them to win that, but we wanted them to win three. Uh, they lost Oklahoma, four minute scoring drought. They lost to Iowa State. They fell apart at the end of the game uh, with Nigel. He had the ball in hand. And they they just didn't score. Uh, they lost Oklahoma State. Um, it's just been it's been a tough five game stretch, uh, but I just I don't I don't see a path to them winning uh, this game uh, because. Um, they haven't been good in clutch. Now, Bruce Weber's a really good basketball coach, and we can't overlook the fact that he he's a very good X's and O's coach. And so if there is a coach that's going to pull something out of his butt in Kansas City, it's going to be Bruce. Um, but Bob Bob has a lot of wins. So we'll see. It should be, should be fun. Um, should be a good time. Uh, so I don't know. I'm looking forward to this tournament overall. You've got Iowa State playing Texas Tech, and we know that's going to be a home court advantage for Iowa State. Uh, mm-hmm. TCU playing Texas, which should be a really, really good game. Uh, Kansas going to be playing West Virginia, Kansas State, and then Baylor's going to play Oklahoma. Let's go ahead, and we can start with the Iowa State-Texas Tech game. I'll give you my little uh, what's what real quick before you go. Go for uh, it. I th- I think uh, I think it's going to be a very ugly, grinded out game oh, yeah. um, in in Hilton South. It's not not going to be a lot of points scored, and it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to to see what happens. But I really think you know I might even Texas Tech's a really good coach or a really good team, really good coach uh, who I think probably should have been uh, two. Those two coaches probably should have been the finalists for. Uh, coach of the year. Why Scott Drew got coach of the year, I have no idea. But uh, two two coaches who are pretty good. Um, what's what's Texas Tech's coach's name again? Mark Adams. Yeah, Mark Adams came in, uh, really did. I'm very impressed with what he did this year. Uh, and T.J. Altelberger, why I know that instead of Mark Adams, I don't know. But T.J. Altelberger came in and turned turned the Cyclones around. Um, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Red Raiders just because they're they're a better team. Uh, they play pretty sound basketball. A really good coached team. Uh, so I think it'll be like the Red Raiders, like 55 to 50 or something like that. A good way. A good way to close out the first night. All right. So I think with this game, um, what you alluded to, this game being very ugly. So when these teams played in Ames on, on January 5th. Iowa State won 51 to 47. So that's, you know, pretty accurate assessment. When they played Lubbock, it was a little higher scoring. Uh, Texas Tech won 72 to 60. And I'm with you on that Mark Adams has done a really good job. I think he should have won Big 12 Coach of the Year, and I think he could maybe even win National Coach of the Year. Not that I don't like Scott Drew, because I do, but I just think those guys, especially Mark Adams, deserved it more. But, you know, it's whatever. The coaches vote – 
on that. So I guess Scott Drew has more respect by the coaches. Um, I think, you know, Texas Tech didn't lose a single game at home this year. I don't know what their record ended up being, like 20-0, 19-0 at home or something. But on the road, they haven't been great. Like, they just lost to Oklahoma State on the road. They they did beat Baylor on the road. But, you know, on the road, they've just been, you know, like you can, you can get them on the road. So I know this isn't a road game, but it's probably going to be a road environment. I do know that Texas Tech's fans travel pretty well, but – I mean, we've seen what Iowa State's fans bring to Kansas City every time. So, yeah. I – between KU, Baylor, and Texas Tech, like the top dogs in the Big 12, I think one of them's going to lose in that first game just because this conference tough and it just seems – it would seem weird if, like, the chalk happens. So, I'm going to pick Iowa State to win. I think Iowa State might have found a little something in the second half of that Baylor game. I don't know if you saw, but they were down like 27 to four to start that game and then cut it to 10 by half. They were winning with like five minutes left in the second half. Baylor ends up winning at home because, you know, Baylor's really good. But I think Iowa State, the Bears. So I think Iowa State kind of found something. I could definitely see them winning this game. They did split with them. So I think they're definitely capable. Um, So, yeah, I'll take – I'll take Iowa State to win, but I'm sure it's going to be a really low scoring. Yeah, definitely. Um, Hard game. Yeah, like 55-52, you know, something something crazy like that. Uh, Oklahoma and Baylor, they'll be playing at 6 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna go out on a limb here and I'm gonna take Baylor uh, to win this game. Uh, Porter Moser, you know, give me another year. Give me another year. I'll be sold on him. Uh, but. I just don't think that Oklahoma has the dogs to, to compete with Baylor and, you know, Baylor's third ranked team in the country and uh, deservedly so, I think. So it's, you know, that's just what it is. I think Baylor's going to win. I think Baylor's going to win by 10. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I wanted to pick an upset between the two games. Um, I guess for KU's chances to run the table here, it'd be nice if both, Baylor and Tech could lose, but I don't see Baylor losing this game. You know, Baylor at this point, you know, they've had some injuries and they really only play like six guys. I think they have a seventh guy that eats up some minutes just because, you know, you have to rest somebody. But, you know, they only play six guys, so I could see them being vulnerable at some point. But I just don't think Oklahoma matches up very well. They're kind of they're kind of small. Baylor's pretty pretty big team. So I would expect Baylor – I think Baylor swept them. If I'm not mistaken, they yeah, beat them I believe they did by 14 in Norman and by 10 in Waco. So yeah, they. So so yeah. I'll take I'll take Baylor to win. I wouldn't be shocked, I guess, if Oklahoma won. Just you know, upsets it's happen all the time in this yeah. conference, but I I don't see it. Let's uh, all right. I agree. You know, I think Baylor Baylor definitely is going to win that one. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about the TCU Horn Frogs and the Texas Longhorns. Uh, this is where I'm going to choose my upset. Uh, I think TCU can win this. You know, our boy Eddie, uh, hard hard player. TCU's a resilient team that plays plays through a lot of crap. Uh, so I think I think the Horn Frogs will definitely. I think they'll win probably by two or three at the end. It's going to be a close one uh, down to the down to the final buzzer type game, but I think uh, – give me the Horn Frogs by three. Yeah. Um, I don't really know where I want to go with this one. 
I, you know, I think this is a pretty even, pretty even matchup. I don't really know how they did against each other in the regular season. Um, you know, Texas is kind of a weird team. Like they, they're athletic. They got their guards back that they had last year. You know, Chris Beard. You know, kind of a rough, rough year for Chris Beard, but he's a good coach. But you know, TCU's pretty, pretty resilient. I know they just lost to West Virginia, but you know, they just fought hard with KU twice, split them, and then beat Tech before that. So I think they're probably playing a little better right now. So I'll take TCU to win as well. Um, Texas, by the way, Texas won in Fort Worth by 23 and then in Austin by 9. Okay. I knew they won in Fort Worth, but I didn't know if they won the home game. I couldn't remember. But so maybe maybe it's a bad matchup for TCU, but they're playing – they're playing well. And Texas's bigs aren't really like – like they're athletic, but they're not that tall. So maybe Eddie Lampkin could have a good game. I mean, Definitely. You know, he kind of gets tired easily, so he kind of has to get productive and then – Because he plays with all that effort. Oh, yeah. He's he, also play, just, he plays hard. He's also just a bigger guy. So, I mean – Well, yeah, exactly. He plays hard and then yeah. he, he wears out. Um, so, moving on in the tournament then, we – well, okay. Let's just assume that Kansas wins or Kansas State wins and they'll be playing Kansas at 2 p.m. Um, in Kansas City on ESPN. Who's winning that game, Kansas State and Kansas? You want to go first or you want to? Oh, I'll go first, Drew. Listen, it's hard to beat a team three times in a row. Kansas State's probably got a pretty nasty taste in their mouth from last time they played who cares if it's allen fieldhouse east nobody cares no come okay? on. it's hilton south it's always gonna be hilton it's south. hilton south it's not allen east let's be <laughs> let's be honest and i think the cats are gonna win i think they're coming into this game with nothing to lose and they're gonna they're gonna play uh in this tournament play their tails off to sound like a 60-year-old man. They're going to play hard. Uh, they're going to they're play free. They're going to play loose with nothing to lose. And I think that they're going to make some noise, starting by beating the number one seed, Kansas Jayhawks. Okay, so first off, do we know if Marquise Noel's going to be playing? Uh, they think he is. I think, I think uh, Bruce said that's what their plan is. I think Okay. before the OU game, they said that's when they hope to have him back. So, obviously, I'm going to be biased and pick KU, but I don't particularly think it's a good matchup for K-State. I know the first game, K-State was up by quite a bit, and KU came back and won. But, you know, if Nigel Pack goes seven for seven from threes in the first half and K-State's winning by a lot in this one, then, you know, if that's what happens, then so be it. But then we saw in Allen Fieldhouse, you know, K-State hit some shots, but K-State couldn't defend KU much either. And, you know, KU's top three was better than K-State's top two, and that's kind of how I could see this one playing out. Didn't really love the whole 102-83 to game. I thought, you know, maybe a little bit more defense in that last one could have been played. But I think KU should and will beat K-State if that's what happens. And then I'd pick him against West Virginia too. Cats are winning. Cats are winning, and they're winning by five. I saw an interesting stat today. It was um, KU has played 13 games against K-State and West Virginia in the Big 12 tournament in its history, 
and they're thirteen and zero. Uh oh. So uh oh. Maybe they're due. Maybe they're due for a loss. I don't know. But hard to beat a team three times. Hard to beat a team three times. Okay. It's true. But um, we'll we'll see who what happens. The, who who won the Big Twelve tournament last year? Uh, Texas. Texas won the Big Twelve tournament last year. Who who won a Big Twelve tournament more recently? The Kansas Jayhawks or the Kansas State Wildcats? I would assume KU. Well, K State won two years ago. Oh, two years ago because they played the game before okay. COVID. All so right, they have a history of winning Big Twelve tournaments more recently than the University of Kansas Jayhawks do. So you know, by the uh, way, TCU man really had to go out of their way by being good this year and ruined the streak of. Uh, K-State and TCU playing on uh, Wednesday night. It happened well, two years in a row. It's a bummer. I mean, it's really I th- a bummer. I think they were scared because they had lost them both. And they were like, listen, mm-hmm. like, we can't play these guys. No. Like- <laughs> if they do play each other, it would be in the – well, you know, obviously I have Kansas State going on, so it would be in the game the after that. Yeah, so. <clears throat> well, Drew, one team, who wins Big 12 tournament? KU. Rock Chuck. Okay. Well, unlike my partner here, I'm not going to let my bias uh, influence my pick and decision. I'm going to go with the Red Raiders of Texas Tech. Uh, I think they'll win. Um, and I think it'll be a championship game uh, between the Kansas Jayhawks and the Texas Tech Red Raiders and Mark Adams and its boys. Will wait, so them. you picked K-State to win. Oh, wait, no. K-State's beating Kansas. That's right. I forgot. It's oh, gonna be, man. Uh, wait a minute. 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 I'm not going to let my bias interfere in this, but if Kansas State beats Kansas, they're beating TCU, and then they're going to go ahead and they're going to play in the championship game against Red Raiders, which they beat once and they match up really well with. Give me the cats going to the tournament, going dancing. Bruce is going to retire regardless. Holy shit. That's great. Bad word, Drew. It's fine. Don't think anyone's getting mad about that one. Um, I'll say KU and Baylor. I know that's chalk, but, you know, maybe maybe KU-Iowa State. Maybe Iowa State makes a run. But Then we'll find out who really owns the, t- the T-Mobile Center. Well, last time KU and Iowa State played in the championship game there, Iowa State won. Well, but we'll find out whose fan base really owns the T-Mobile Center. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't there, so I don't know what the distribution was there. But that was when K-State and Texas Tech split the title. and then Yeah, K-State lost to Iowa State, and I was fuming. Yeah, they beat I was us. fuming. They beat both of us back-to-back days. They uh, did that thing where they don't miss for the whole game. Well, it's just it just happens in Kansas City. See, I forgot about the Iowa State effect. When they go to Kansas City, they're playing national championship caliber basketball. Never mind. Scratch the Red Raiders versus the Cats. Cats versus the Cyclones in the title game. Okay, K State's still winning, so it doesn't matter. But Cats versus Cats versus Clones in the title game. Give me Cats by by five. And see, if people say that Hilton South's going to have an impact, well, K-State won in Ames. So, Tell me about it. You know, I think K-State, you know, might thrive. And I do have a theory as to which fan base would or does own the T-Mobile Center, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it was, it's Arkansas. Um, not either of the two teams that we've already mentioned. So, yeah, If Arkansas ever joins the Big 12, it's going to be, be wild. <laughs> It'll be quite a march, won't it? 
I'm wondering right. if, like, K-State, like, if maybe they'll be comfortable against West Virginia because they've played two games there this year or if that matters at all. I don't think it matters. Probably not. But. It's going to be a sparsely packed gym. You're going to have those five old Texas guys who sit behind the basket every year. Oh, my gosh. One of the Both years I went to the whole Big 12 tournament, those guys were there, like, the whole time. And I'm like, it's like – because it used to be like the Wednesday when there were 12 teams, like there'd be four games. And Texas wouldn't be playing in one of those games. And they'd just be there for every game. And I'm like, they're committed. They're committed yeah. to the – it's a basketball, the Big 12. Yeah. They're Phillips 66 representatives who just happen to be Texas fans. By the way, that year that Iowa State was like a five seed and they beat K-State and KU back-to-back to win the Big 12 tournament. You remember how they did in the NCAA tournament that year? That year they lost in the first round. Yeah, they lost in the first round. So, well, do you remember how Kansas State did in the NCAA tournament that year? I do. They lost in the first round. At least you didn't get destroyed by Auburn. Well, you know, and, and another case of the team not missing, but except they did it for four rounds. Excuses, 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 excuses. <clears throat> okay, so we're just going to go ahead. I'm going to go through the rest of Power 5, Power 6, the other five conferences, and I just want you to give me the team that's going to win the tournament. Ready? SEC. Auburn. Arkansas. Uh, Big 10. Uh, shoot. Uh, give me Iowa. Wisconsin. Pac-12. Okay, upset pick, Colorado. Okay, I'll take... Oregon. Oh, uh, all right. The Big East. Villanova. Providence. Well, there you go. There you go. That's, whoa, whoa, I mean, what about the ACC? Oh, the ACC. Yeah, the ACC. Give me ACC. Oh, shoot. Just, it's give me Duke. Like, it'll be Duke. It's Duke Upset. Field. Upset pick. Give me Syracuse. Oh my gosh! Yeah, give me the give me the orange. Give me the orange. By the way, sleeper in the Big Ten, Nebraska. They've won four in a row. You know, big game boomer said that they're going to win because they're peaking at the right time. All right, buddy. They did beat Wisconsin. Well, congrats, Nebraska, for beating Wisconsin. Congrats! I don't know. Didn't you pick them to win? Yeah, they are going to win. We'll see. Their best player did get hurt in that game, so he he'll might. be fine. We'll see. They'll be okay. They're winning. Who did I, I pick? Iowa. Cool. Yeah, you picked Iowa. You know, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna change my pick away from Wisconsin. I'm gonna go to uh, I'm gonna say Illinois. Fighting Brad Underwood. He's not gonna be in orange for very long, ladies and gentlemen. He's gonna be wearing purple. Just you wait. See, the thing is, when he starts wearing purple, Bill Self's gonna go, uh oh, and then he's gonna leave because the NCAA is about to bring the hammer down. Uh, by the way, unfair. Oklahoma State has a ban for a whole postseason ban for their program for things that the kids there didn't even do. And then all KU gets is two coaches missing two years of the postseason. Okay, so I I agree with the Oklahoma State thing. I don't remember what Boynton did, but it wasn't like anything. Like Especially that, nothing compared to what the University of Kansas allowed Adidas to do. So the guy that reported on Saturday the whole thing, the whole uh, it's likely going to be Bill Self and uh, I can't think of the assistant's name. I think it's Townsend. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, that they're going to get the two-year postseason ban, which obviously, like any punishment, I'm not going to like, but at least a team would get to play. So I'd be okay with that, I guess. Um, but then he said today that the, his source that he had on it, which was a radio host, so I don't know how valuable of a source that is. Yeah, He said that the NCAA wanted to get this done this week, but now they're saying that's not going to be done this week. So I don't know if that punishment's never going to happen or what. I don't know. It'd be that, guy, nice. that guy in his reporting has been a little uh, off. Well, listen. Like, listened, wait, hold on. I listened to this KU like Twitter spaces thing last night, and it was like talking about the Big 12 tournament, but then he was in it. And people were giving him a hard time because apparently he actually reported like stuff on like KU to the Big Ten, which was probably never going to happen. And then people were making fun of him, which I thought was hilarious. No, probably that was never going to happen. Right, I just ever. Yeah. No, probably they're not a Big Ten school. <clears throat> Listen, oh, yeah, because they're in a bidding war with the SEC. Mm. They're putting yeah. upgraded recliners in the end zone of their football facility, you think they're going to go to the Big Ten or SEC? Anybody? No, I anybody? Joking. I know you are. I'm just <laughs> – it's it's a message to everybody now. Anybody who thinks or is delusional enough to think that Kansas's basketball program can carry them to two of the premier conferences in America – it needs to re- reassess what their fandom is because all you are then is just a blind fan. Sorry. No, I mean, I'm with you. Like, I, you know, obviously, like, the SEC would never happen because if you think the SEC, like, they care about their basketball, like, I'm sure. But, like, some, I guess. But, like, it's football. Like, yeah. SEC is the best at football, and it's not close. And the Big Ten is second best at football. Yeah. And but like, like if, the Big Ten made the mistake of adding Rutgers, and Rutgers is terrible at football. Maryland's terrible at football. Northwestern has its years of being down. Nebraska's terrible at football. Do they want to add another terrible football program into their conference? Yeah. I guess my point was I would get, like, if a non-SEC place, like, in theory, added a program because – you're getting like a basketball blue blood. Like it's not that they're good at basketball. It's that they're like have like the highest standard of basketball, but football like gets all the money, like whether people like it or not, that's the way it is. They could go to the ACC. They would fit in the ACC. There you go. Yeah. But that would be awful. I know it would be awful. Logistically. It would be awful. It's like West Virginia in the big 12. Exactly. Logistically (laughs) it would suck, but that's their that's their other option. Man, KU could play Duke in football every year. Yeah, and it would be terrible <laughs> every year, just like this year. But Duke doesn't have the recliners on the one end zone with new with new tents over them. That's okay. right. They don't. Sorry, I strongly dislike Kansas and any Kansas fan who actually thought Kansas was going to go to the Big Ten if the Big Twelve dissolved. Anyway. Also, why did people think the Big 12 was going to dissolve because we were losing OU in Texas? Like, well, because, that never made sense to me. Well, who, first of all, Bob Bowlesby, who is 
not the most proactive guy was mm. caught with his pants down and nobody thought that he was going to expand the conference. Nobody thought he'd be able to do what he ended up doing. And then the AAC was coming to poach our uh, poach our teams away because if we drop below uh, eight, uh, then we would lose our media rights deal and the conference would cease to exist. So uh, they thought that somebody was going to leave to go somewhere else. And then it would just be a free for all after that. You know, you had to be prepared for going somewhere else. Uh, so apparently Kansas was delusional or the Kansas fans were delusional enough to think that they could go to the big 10, even though none of them have a degree from Kansas. They all bought a t-shirt at Walmart. Anyway. So I don't want to do too much on this, but like, so we would have been at eight if OU and Texas left, which they are. And then nobody mm-hmm. else came, which we're going to have 12, you know, yeah. the schools that are coming. Yeah. But like, I just never like, I just don't think KU is ever, like, really going to leave. Because, like, that would have been the school, apparently, to leave to make it less than eight. I guess. That would have been the school to leave. Yeah, because the Big Ten was just like, oh, you added Texas and Oklahoma. Well, we see your Texas and Oklahoma, and we raise you Kansas. It's like, yeah. Cool. Okay. Anyway. You know, I got off on a tangent there. So yeah, that's fine. I, I apologize for that. Yeah, that's um, fine. It's okay. You Real. forgive me? Yeah. What was I going to uh, say? Oh, yeah. So, one more college football thing since okay. we're kind of on it. So, you know, I don't know how long ago, like maybe like at the end of January, beginning of February, they decided that the college football playoff would not be expanding until 2026 because of like – disagreements between like the ACC and the SEC and whatever. Yeah. So like, what are your thoughts on like postseason college football now? And like, what do you think it should be? Cause I have a couple takes. I think it should be what it is. Um, I don't think adding eight more teams is going to prove to make have a different outcome. Listen, if you want to be the best spend like the best, Hire like the best, recruit like the best. This is this is a capitalistic sport, so whoever has the most money is going to do the best. Kansas State doesn't have money; they're not going to win. They're going to be lucky to win or be in the playoffs. Okay, Georgia and Alabama have the spending power of an SEC school, and they do that. They build facilities that they don't need. They recruit out the wazoo. They have the budget for that. Okay, and that's just how it is. I think that the regular season is what college football has built itself on. And if you take the playoff and expand it, then you're just not going to care anymore about the playoff. You've got kids, you've got kids, you know, sitting out of bowl games because bowl games don't matter. And eventually, if the playoff gets big enough, they're going to sit out of playoff games too because they don't matter. And if they're going to expand the playoff, sure, whatever, that's fine. Make the first round, make it until you have your top four be on campus. Because right now all the NCAA is doing is chasing a buck. And it doesn't make it. I mean, I guess that makes sense. But put the first round on campus. Imagine a playoff game in Norman, Oklahoma, Los Angeles, California, Auburn, Alabama, and Tuscaloosa, Alabama. It would be crazy. But they're just looking for money. They're going to they're gonna put bowl buy-ins, and it's going to be ridiculous. 
Mm-hmm. So I think expanding the playoff and having ESPN be the sole owner of the playoff uh, is a dangerous, dangerous game to play. Yeah, I'm with you. So I had listened to some stuff about it, and it seems like whenever they expand, it's going to go to 12. So apparently that's the thing. My take, so like whenever I was quite a bit younger and it was two, I was like, oh, cool, two to four. Now, you know, maybe every conference except for one, like every Power Five conference except for one will have a chance. Well, I honestly thought that bowl games were better when it was just two because I think the third best team in the country, you know, and the Rose Bowl or Fiesta Bowl or like whatever bowl it is, has something to prove. You know, they can go out and maybe if they beat – whoever they're playing by a lot, they can maybe prove like, Hey, maybe we should have been in there and whatever. I, you know, now we have bowl games to where like last year in the peach bowl, we had Pittsburgh who hadn't won the ACC in forever playing the peach bowl. And you know, their star quarterback is just sitting out. And then the team they're playing Michigan state, their star running backs just sitting out. And we have stuff like that happening all the time. So the bowl games mean less, and then with the top four, like the best teams are still winning, and that's fine with me. So if it was possible to just revert back, I would, but that won't happen. Like that's not how anything works. So I know eventually a 12-team playoff is going to happen. I would be on board with not having automatic bids because I don't think that's a good idea. You know, like this year, the – like the Pac-12 and the ACC wouldn't have had, you know, if they wouldn't have had auto bids, like the ACC wouldn't have had anybody make it. But I think if you don't have auto bids, then maybe you see the SEC try to poach teams from other conferences because it doesn't matter if you win your conference, if you're just getting the 12 best teams. So what's probably going to happen is, you know, I'm sure – like Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, like he doesn't want auto bids because because he wants as many SEC teams in there as possible. Yeah, which honestly seems a little ridiculous. Like if there's five auto bids and the SEC can only have seven max, like is there a scenario where the SEC could have more than seven? Like I don't see it unless they start poaching like Ohio State and Clemson and teams like that. I don't think auto bids are really. I don't think auto bids are a good thing just because what if the best team from, I don't know, let's just, you know, just a conference, just an average conference, not to point anybody out, but let's just say the Pac-12 conference (laughs) champion goes and they're going to play Alabama because they have an auto bid, but they're like the 20th best team in the country. And then you've got teams that were skipped over for that. Um, I think that that could be, that could have a negative impact. Um, So I understand maybe not, why Greg Sankey wants it, but I think the 12 best teams should be in and not just the um, the auto bids. Like, let's say, for example, Oklahoma State and Baylor, you know, they, they were both kind of on the precipice this year, but if Oklahoma yeah. State won, they would have been in, but Baylor ended up winning. And now I'm not saying Baylor is a bad team and would have done – they wouldn't have won in the big in – the, in the playoff, but – I'm just saying you can have upsets in those conference championship games. And then you've got a lower quality of team playing in the game. 
are in the playoff and then they just get embarrassed anyway. So what's the point in them being there if Auburn or LSU or Oklahoma or Texas could be in there, you know? Yeah. So I'd be cool. I mean, like, you know, if the playoffs were bigger, I'm sure it'd be more fun, but it seems like college football is kind of more about like, you know, forever it's been about the bowl games and it's been about, you know, all this stuff. And I don't know, like you can't, but you can't revert back. Like once you have four, you can't be like, okay, now we're going to do two. Like that's not how it works. Cause then I don't know if they lose money that way, but it's not, that's what I prefer, but that won't happen. Well, our guy, Josh Pate says his favorite, one of his favorite saying is the toothpaste cannot be put back in the tube. So it's true. It'd be pretty tough. So I guess yeah. the thing that's going to happen and what I've seen is like, it'd be the power fives would have an auto bid, which I guess would make the conference championship games more fun, but I don't know how often we see upsets in those games. I mean, we saw one in the big 12 this year. That wasn't like uh, a huge, like both teams were top 10, you know? Yeah. But, but like I mean, it was still definitely playoff, an upset. Yeah, but in like a 12-team playoff, like both those teams would make it no matter what. Last year, Oregon upset USC. I mean, you see upsets across. Yeah, I just – I don't know. But across th- the th- my point is is that then they would say the power fives would all get one, and then the group of fives, like the highest-ranked group of five would get one, which I – I don't know. Like, I, like sometimes I feel like the highest-ranked group of five might not even be top 20 or whatever. So then I get that you want to like – you know, like you don't want the group of fives to be left out, but I don't know. And then it'd be like six, six at large. So then it could be like three from the SEC, one from the Big Twelve, two from the Big Ten, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know. We'll see. Wins up, which like it's going to be the way it is now for like the next four years. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. All right. Well, is that everything you got, Drew? Uh, no, nah, unless you got any Calvin Ridley takes. No, I don't have any. <laughs> and besides, have you been seeing him tweet? Why is he He's, tweeting? Like, he, said, he said, I'll bet $1,500 I don't have a gambling problem. He's He's been going off on Twitter. Now, it's hilarious. I don't, like, I don't think the thing is, is like, oh, hey, this guy bet on games. Well, is he addicted to gambling? Yeah. Oh, no. Now we have to suspend him. Like, yeah, it's kind of a bad look if you were if you claim that you were taken off games and because you had some mental health stuff going on, which I'm sure he did. But then, if you're then betting on games that you're not playing in, you know that's a bad look. But that's all. That's all I got. I've seen people compare his punishment to other punishments in the league, and I don't think that's the right thing to do at the time. But yeah. I think a year is pretty harsh, but um, whatever. Yeah, but I feel like that's one of those things that, like, you just – you know you can't do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but why can't he? I don't know. I just feel like you – just always been a thing that you can't bet on games if you, like, play that sport. But Well, yeah. I don't know. But what if he, what if he bet on games that he wasn't partaking in? Like, what if he bet on the Chiefs to cover over the Raiders? I don't know. I guess, like – I guess, like, the thinking from the league is that, you know, like, a lot of these guys are friends with each other. So, what if, like, what if he bet on a game that was supposed to be close, but he knew, like, he knew something, like, he knows that some player, like, some team's best player is banged up, but he's playing through an injury, but, like, nobody else knows. Well, yeah. 
Like that's so, I mean, that's probably why he'd make money. I mean, I understand why it's illegal, but I also just think. But I also don't. Him, I don't let think him fix the games. I don't think that the sports books like disclose like whatever sports book he bet on. I don't yeah. think they disclose like what like what games he's betting on. But I think what happens is like if you're filing a tax return, like you can put like gambling winnings or gambling losses and you can like try to tax deduct it. Yeah. So for some reason he probably like when he was filing his taxes, I'm sure he has a guy and he probably, you know, maybe he won his bets, maybe he lost them and it's like, oh, he bet fifteen hundred. Let's try to tax deduct that and then probably showed up and as a red flag and like, whoa, why is this guy betting? But I don't know. I don't know how yeah. it works. Exactly. Yeah. That's all I got on that. All right. Well, if that's it, I'm going to go ahead and close this out here. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Hardly Knowledgeable Podcast. Uh, Go ahead. Feel free. Hit us up in our DMs on Twitter. Ask us some questions. We'll we'll be happy to answer them. Uh, Thanks again, guys, for listening.